Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Pipeline Superheroes podcast, hosted by Grant Cohen and Keegan Slattery. Hey there. Today, we have Nathaniel Holzman. Did I say that right? You sure did. Low-code, no-code evangelist, founder and CEO of Low-Code Road. Nathaniel, yeah. that was a lot of that was a lot of alliteration kind of rhyming there. Tell us about Low-Code Road. Yeah, so Low-Code Road is a software development agency um, based out of Nashville, um, Nashville, Tennessee. And we do specifically, uh, we, we build software for companies and individuals, but we specifically focus and leverage Low-Code and No-Code platforms to do it. So um, if the, the, the easy way I describe it, because people are like, well, what the heck is low code or what's no code is uh, if you're familiar with WordPress, right? And WordPress back in 2000, it, there were a couple of different platforms. But the big thing is when you were building a website, you had no HTML, CSS, JavaScript, or you got on MySpace and created your own website. And that would be my uh, no code, right? Um, and then WordPress came along and all of a sudden the world started going to WordPress. And so the way I describe low-code and no-code platforms today, it's like WordPress for software. So rather than needing to actually know all of the different programming languages, C++, JavaScript, and all this node and all these other things, you can actually build software both for companies and for individuals without um, without needing to be a programmer. That's great. As someone who did not do well in computer science in high school, I appreciate the option to have a low code or no code drag and drop or uh, yeah, all those different, you know, WYSIWYG type of editors. They're pretty amazing. The amount you can get done. Uh, with it those is platforms. huge. It is huge. And the fact that you can build software today with these platforms is mind blowing. And yeah. um, so we leverage that. We, um, you know, we, we've built a team, we teach them how to um, take advantage of this new technology that's out there. And, uh, you know, we give them the skill set and then we leverage it to make the world a better place for our customers and for our team members, right? Because they're, they're learning new skills that they never had before. And you don't have to go to school for six months or 12 months or whatever to learn a programming language. Um, there's always going to be use mm -hmm. for developers, trust me, but um, you can get a lot done for um, w with a lot less uh, these days. Yeah. So what, uh, what kind of clients are you working with then? Are you helping a lot of small businesses develop we applications are. and streamline? Or <clears throat> yeah, what is so, so what is we are like? definitely working with small businesses. Um, that's our bread and butter. We've got com companies from all over the world. Um, that we're working with to streamline operations. So when it comes to business, there's two things that you need. You need to either streamline your operations or you need information or you need both. Um, and a lot of companies, you know, when you're in the startup phase, there's always always things that you're doing um, to figure out, okay, you're, you're pivoting all the time, right? You're, you're changing how you do things and what you're doing. But then at a certain point, it's like, okay, I've got this streamlined, I've got this systematized, and now I'm using Microsoft Excel or some other spreadsheet to keep track of my information. And that's, that's, that, is, that is the way that companies do it. And, um, you know, whether it's uh, podcast interviewees, 
<laughs> or <laughs> whatever the system is, it's oftentimes, oftentimes Excel. And then uh, that's great until you need to scale it. Mm-hmm. And that's, the, you know, and uh, now you're running your entire operations, your business operations on Excel, and that can be dangerous. We've, we've seen situations where someone changed, you know, a formula in one field, and then all of a sudden you're winning all these bids and you're realizing, but I'm not making any profit because someone changed it from 0.2% markup to uh, 0.02% markup. You know, all of a sudden it's like, Hey, I'm winning all these bids, but now I'm not making any money. And, uh, you know, and I never knew it because it's a field in a spreadsheet, you know? So we, we help companies in that middle market, right? They need to get out of that. Um, and then recently we've really been, uh, taken off also on the, the, the startup side, right? I've got this great new idea and they're the, the low code, no code platforms that are out there. You can get to series a funding with them. Right. And at that point, you've already proven your business model. You're already beyond that initial, you know, investor stage, you know, the seed investment. Now you're into series A. You've got some real money to talk, you know, that you're dealing with. And then it's either like, do I take what I have and continue building on it? Or do I, you know, go back and start from scratch? Either one is a good solution because you've already proven the business model in the market. And that's exactly what companies need, you know? And, and it's a lot lower cost of investment to get from zero to one with a low-code or no-code platform than it was with traditional software development. Yeah, that's a really f- fascinating concept because most, you know, like the traditional model is, all right, like build out a product, you know, the very classic, like, you know, garage startup, how do we scrap together something that works functionally, the MVP? Yeah. So like, how do you think that like fundamentally changes an MVP? Because I think that the implication here is that you build out a business use case. Um, it seems like a lot of your the superpower of low code road is necessarily business operations, productivity, things of that nature, and then build the product after you figured out the business use case. Is that like a fair description? Uh, no. So those are two different. Uh, we're talking about two different business markets, right? Two different mm-hmm. markets entirely for us. Uh, you know, the one is they've already got an established business. You know, they've got somewhere between ten and hundred employees. They've already got their systems. Um, you know, we worked with companies, they literally had clipboards on the wall to manage all their trucks every day. They had 20 clipboards, one for each day of the month that they were going out and doing installations. And that clipboard had a stack of papers on it. We digitized all that. And now they've got tablets and PCs, you know, iPads that they're going around and taking photos during the installation process, what's going on and tracking all their inventory, you know, so that's one side of the business. The other side is a startup. And at that point, you got to be fast. You got to be nimble. You got to be saying, all right, that's not working. Let's pivot, right? That's, that's, that's the name of the game is move fast, break things, pivot all the time, figure out what works, what doesn't, and be ethical in the process. Um, <laughs> that's a key thing. But anyway, no, I think, though, that that is where low code comes in really handily, right? Low code, no code. Because you're dealing with, you can quickly and easily change systems. You're not dealing with a stratified software environment. Um, and it's a very powerful, very flexible, you know. Um, we recently had a company out in California 
they already had the data. It was in Google Sheets and he wanted it available for his distributors. We got it spun up in like maybe 15 hours, right? With filtering, with searching, with all of the stuff that he needs on the front end. And, you know, and he's like, he was like, I love this. Have I pissed you guys off enough or can I send you some more requests? I'm like, send me more requests. Happy to do it, you know? And, and that's the kind of stuff that we're really good at is, is just being able to get that initial, let's get this out there. Let's get it working. And then if we need to make changes, we'll tell you what we can and can't do. Yeah. Nathaniel, you, you mentioned a lot on the, on your site, at least about, um, you know, building along with the company. And so how oh, much yeah. of, of what you guys do is, you know, is, is giving them the fish versus teaching them to fish. So oh, before they can operate, we that. Teach that seems them like a pretty fish. big differentiator. Oh my that. gosh, we teach them to fish. I mean, I, I love teaching people to fish. Um, <laughs> but uh, here's the thing: sometimes you're going to catch a big whale, and then you need help. Guess what? We're here to back you, right? But I don't, I, I don't want to, I don't want to be going fishing for you all day long. I want you to know how to fish, right? I want you to be able to make changes. I want you to have people inside your office that are power users of the platforms. They know what they're doing. They can make the changes and, you know, they're the internal champions. Um, that's, that's just, I want to say that's just smart business. Yeah. Um, you know, keeping, keeping the fishing rod away from the customers, bad, bad for business. Yeah. You know, we're all about, there, was there a moment that sort of unlocked that for you where you realize like it's much better to be such a closer partner and teaching them to fish and managing these projects afterwards? Was there a certain moment where that switched or has that always been kind of fundamental to the company? That has been fundamental to our business since the beginning. I mean, that is that has totally been fundamental mm -hmm. to our business because that, that, I mean, the first core value that we have as a company is together, right? We believe that working together is how we succeed. And that's just, that's it. How do you feel about like how um, the consumer now, like the buyer journey of people finding low code or no code? Like I think about Zapier, which is like, we could argue about whether or not that's truly a low code or no code solution in the traditional sense of the way. But like, <clears throat> I use that as a consumer. Like I use it. Yeah. Uh, I get the Uber email. I forward it to the spreadsheet. It tracks my Uber spending. And then I try my hardest to forget to track, check that at the end of the month, but it's sitting there. Um, so I'm just curious, like how, like, you know, you've been doing low code road for uh, over 10 years now. And like, there's a lot in the no code, low code space that's changed and you see the emergence of AI. So just curious how you th thought about it changing over time and how that's maybe impacted your business strategy as like the, you know, the average Joe uses low code or no code platforms more for their own purposes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's an unpack. Let's pack, unpack that one. That's a great, yeah. that's a great question there, Grant. Um, no, I, I think that low code is definitely coming into its age, right? Um, this is, this is sort of like the way I describe it. It's, it's like where WordPress was back in 2000, right? There were a lot of websites, a lot of startups, a lot of different companies that were like, okay, I'm going to be a new big thing, you know, and well, who knows where MySpace is? I think they still <laughs> exist, right? Um, so from a technology standpoint, you got to pick the right horses um, and you got, cause you got to be around and, and you want to be there for your customers and you, you don't want to pick ones that are, are going to be bad for your customers. Right. So you got to find the right horses, got to be on, on, on top of things, do a lot of um, vetting um, up front because you're putting your name behind, behind that platform. 
Um, but the technology is amazing. What you can do today, as you mentioned, Grant, the, the you know, Zapier, that's a great example. That is definitely consumer grade. Um, it, we used to use it. We don't anymore because for some of our customers, it's mission critical and you can't have a zap that suddenly stops working and it doesn't tell you that it stops working, right? It's one thing if you're trying to do your reporting. It's another thing if you're trying to get out uh, medical reports or you're trying to get out stuff that's like, like I said, mission critical for your business workflows. So um, we pivot, we change, we keep track of things, we work with companies and we try and make sure that we get the right, cus right product for our customer. But it is definitely, I mean, IFTT, you know, if this, then that, right? The, that type of uh, homegrown solution those technologies are out there and they're becoming more and more mainstream. You know, it's not just the early adopters anymore. If you look at, an, uh, at any technology adoption cycle, right? You've got your early adopters and then your mainstream and then your, you know, trailers. Well, we're definitely in the mainstream part of this curve um, when it comes to low code, no code adoption. Yeah, uh, I wanna pivot a little bit more towards um, your guys' pipeline too. And I'm curious, I know you've been you know, like, like Grant said, for the last 10 years, been working with low-code, no-code. Um, how has that evolved in terms of your top sort of pipeline sources? How are you acquiring new business? I imagine there's a ton of referrals that you get from your happy customers. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. I'm yeah, curious. What, so what are the other kind of top uh, pipeline sources for you the last so few years? So when you're dealing with business, right, it's all about the relationship. And, and so even in today's day and age, it's a matter of building those relationships, getting to know the customer, getting to know the pain point. It's that no like, and trust cycle, right? And so that's what we're all about on the business side is, is getting out there, getting people to say, oh, A, it, it's also, and I, I'm going to digress a little bit. It's also about the pain point, right? I know this hurts. This isn't, this isn't something I'm comfortable with. It's, it's, oh yeah, it's, you know, that person over in the corner that does the Excel thing and they know everything, right, about the business. And uh, if they get hit by a truck or they win the lottery, I'm in trouble, but I can't solve that pain point. I just know it exists. So people know that the pain point exists. Now I can say, hey, there's a solution. I've got some aspirin for your headache, right? Mm -hmm but they don't even know that it exists. So that's what we're all about on the business side. And on the, you know, on the, I wanna say the startup side, there are um, a, a lot of these companies are coming out and saying, hey, we've got these leads. So now we're doing, we're doing follow-up on leads that we already, that, that are coming to us, right? Which is the flip side. So it's, it's very different market spaces, but um, between the two, it's awesome. And because we've got the traditional, full traditional developers on staff, it's not just the guy sitting in, you know, his, his bedroom that's doing some coding. Um, it's like, no, I've got programmers that, yeah, we've repurposed them. Most of what they do is low code, no code, but they also know APIs and full stack technology and design and you know, it's not just, it's not just the, the, I want to say low code or no code technologies, but I've got the backing and that's the awesome part. Yeah, that's great. And then what have you found is your best way for those people to start learning about you specifically? 
Yeah, I mean, honestly, reach out, talk to us. Websites, great. Lowcoderoad.com is the best way to connect with us. L O W. Sometimes people are like, how do I spell that? I'm like, low code road. <laughs> I, uh, anyway, uh, but it's, it's really, you know, that's, that's what we're all about is, is trying to help, you know, reach out to me on LinkedIn. Happy to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, Do you find you get a lot of people directly reaching out to you? Right now it's all advertising. It's everyone mm. saying, Hey, you have CEO on your name. Let me help you with all of these different problems that you don't have. <laughs> so I'm like, I almost want to take it off my my LinkedIn vibe just because I keep getting all this spam. I'm like, please, you haven't driven any value to me. So why? Why do I want to connect? Yeah. Yeah, we find that um, we spend a lot of time outbounding both for ourselves and our clients is that like you can't fake pain points. Like it seems like, you know, a lot of your value proposition is like the alleviation of certain pain points. It's like the famous dichotomy of the vitamin versus the aspirin. And like, I, I think there's a lot of people, you know, panning for gold and, and um, shooting for like, okay, maybe the CEO cares about this. And, you know, it's really about finding like the right person, the right pain point. So, you know, really curious, like if that is something you've been able to find, because it sounds like, and this goes to my previous question about like the history of low code as like this product has become more mainstream, whether people are like, okay, maybe I do need a low code and sort of come to that ideation themselves. Or if you're find that you're still doing a lot of education in the market through anything like paid ads or outbounding. Yeah, we are not it, because because education on an advertising basis is extremely expensive, extremely expensive, right? Um, and your ROI is just not there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, I want to say that's unfortunately just not there for us. You know, we're still in this SMB market, right? And unless I want to start charging my customers an arm and a leg um, for so that I can advertise, it's just not there. Um, so, I mean, in an ideal world, I'd get more money back from every dollar that I spend in advertising and right now haven't figured out a way to do that. Um, so, so I'm, you know, right now it's just a matter of reaching out, letting people know that we're there doing SEO, some of the, you know, search engine optimization, um, making sure that people who are looking for a software, you know, low code software agency can find us. Um, and then cross-listing ourselves with uh, providers who, you know, platforms that were like, oh, yeah, this is definitely a, a viable platform that we can get behind and that will give our customers good, good bang for their buck. Absolutely. No, I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, and as we wrap up, thank you so much for joining us today. What kind of folks are you looking for? How can we, can, how can our community of SaaS operators, founders, and leaders help you? Yeah, absolutely. So I think if they're looking, if they've got a great idea, reach out, uh, reach out on our website, hit the contact us. They all come, you know, our, to our team. We read each one. If it's spam, we won't answer it, but otherwise we will. Um, we'll schedule a time to sit down and talk. I see so many um, ideas over and over and over again. And even just happy to take 15 minutes and give you some challenging questions to make you give you a refined idea and say, okay, help me understand what's the value add for your specific product. Why, why is this going to make a difference in the marketplace? Um, and then I can tell you whether or not it's a good fit for low code or no code. Um, mm -hmm. 
because mm-hmm. there's there's so much out there, you know, with AI, with the the chat GPT, all this kind of stuff that's out there today. It's amazing what you can do and what we can leverage um, and just really drive value so quickly and so fast um, for, for um, and, and I love the innovation, love, love to stay uh, ahead of people. So yeah, reach out, let's connect and uh, talk about your idea. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Nathaniel. Um, we'll be posting this soon and thank you for the time today. My pleasure. Nice to meet you. We'll see. Hey, you guys do the same. Yeah, definitely.